Amen. This morning we are talking about authority. I want you to stand this morning for the reading of God's Word as we honor God's Word together. How many are glad to be here in the house of the Lord this morning? Say amen. Luke chapter 9, verses 1 through 6. Luke chapter 9, verses 1 through 6. And it says, Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority. I want you to underline this. I want this to sink into your heart. I want this to, to melt in the core of who you are today. Can we get the house lights just a little bit more, please? Then he called his 12 disciples together, and he gave them. Somebody say, he gave them. Right? Look at that. He he gave them. He called them together like we're together. He says, I am giving this to you. He says, and he gave them power and what? No, no, no. Say it, say it with authority. Gave them power and authority over what? All demons. Not just some of them. Not just the big ones. Not like, a, as it says in Ezekiel, the prince of Persia. No, no, no. All demons. And to what? Cure diseases. And he sent them forth to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said unto them, take nothing for your journey, neither staff nor wallet, nor bread, nor money, not your Jerusalem cruisers, nothing. Neither have two coats, and into whatsoever house you enter, there abide, and then leave. And as many as receive you not, when you depart from that city, shake off the dust from your feet. For a testimony against them. I want to go back to verse 1 if we can. He says he gave them all power. He gave them all authority. He called them together. He says you have power and authority over every demon in hell. Over every demonic assignment. Over every demonic attack. I am giving you authority over those things. And he began to cure disease and he began to send them out. Let's pray. God I thank you for today. Lord nothing more important happens when we're together, then this moment right here, you are establishing your word in your heart. As Hebrews says, Lord, that your word would be as a double-edged sword, rightly dividing the word of truth into the innermost parts of us today, God. We believe that. We confess that. Holy Spirit, ask that you put your blessing and your anointing upon this word today. Speak to our hearts, God. Speak to us. Quicken us to as believers today. And God's people said, amen. So we give the Lord a praise as you're seated in his house today. Well, uh, we showed that clip very, for a very specific reason. We're talking about authority. You know, for some Christians, for some believers, your spiritual authority is about as powerful as this mall cop right here. About as powerful as Paul Blart. Um, in fact, today, I want to give you an acronym, and we're going to get into that in a minute, but in keeping with our 40 days in the word, if you, are, if you were here last Wednesday night in particular, you will laugh at this. The rest of the people will not get it. But I'm just going to say this, space pets. How many raise your hand and say, Pastor Matt, I know what space pets is. Let me see those hands in the house. Space pets. So you got to show up on Wednesday nights to know what space pets means. So in keeping with space pets, our 40 days in the word Bible study I'm going to give you an acronym in just a moment. We're going to read through this together. There's two main thoughts that I want you to have today. Write these down if you're taking notes. Number one is the word prayer. And the second one is authority. Listen to me, church. Every believer in the house today, you don't get authority without prayer. Now, we, we, can, we can show up to church. We can 
experience the presence of God. I believe that we can feel the presence of God, have a move of God in our heart or in our marriage or in some way God connects with us and we connect with him in these powerful moments like we've already had. Maybe you're here today and you're a parent or your grandparent. You were looking up here and you saw your kid being blessed and prayed over and, and uh, God just speaking in the heart. Maybe that blessed you and that's what you connected with today. Maybe there was something during worship as we sing our last song that we will overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And maybe you connected with that or whatever it is that God is connecting you. We can, we can experience that. Right? We can all corporately experience that just now. Right? We raise our hands and we pray together. We've, we've had this amazing connection with one another and with God in these corporate settings. But, but for us just to sit here and absorb these words and, and absorb this atmosphere, for us just to say that we have authority because of that doesn't mean that we have really authority. I believe that God has given us prayer and prayer will unlock authority in your life for the season that you're in. Look at your neighbor and say, it's just a season. Now say it with some authority. Say, it's just a season. Say it like you mean it. It's just a season. There we go. It's just a season. It's just, now, now here in Texas, we don't really get four seasons. We get two, two and a half if we're lucky. Winter will show up like two days, three days, and then everybody forgets how to drive, you know. We get, when we get rain, everybody just forgets how to drive because it never rains here. But it's just a season. Now listen to I say that for someone in the house today because you're walking in a season of your life and you're struggling right now emotionally. You know God's word. You love God. You may be serving right now full-time in a ministry here somewhere in youth or in kids or, or in one of our many ministries, and you're just struggling right now. And, and God sent me from Salado, Texas to tell you today that it's just a season. And that season will change. So you might be in a winter right now where, where, where the leaves have fallen and everything appears dead. But can I tell you that spring is just around the corner. Amen. And listen, for some of us here today, the greatest authority we have is not over every demon in hell. See, you can pray a demon out of your house any day. Every believer, when your family's under attack, don't you know how to pray? Yeah, you do. You stop praying these, Lord, bless this food and bless it to our bodies and bless us for no more. Man, no, you get down on your hands and knees and, and you put the Bible. And sometimes you really stand on the Bible. and You start praying in tongues and you call the pastor. You call the prayer chain. You post on Facebook. Man, I'm going through. And you just start praying. When you've been backed into a corner, you pray differently, don't you? There's nothing more scarier to the devil, to his demons, than a believer who's been backed into a corner. Because believers know how to fight when they need to fight. But listen, the greatest authority that you have and that you exercise, to me, is not so much over every demon in hell or, or over sicknesses and diseases, but it's over your own mental state of mind. Boy, all day we can pray every demon of the house, and we can pray every demonic assignment. We can just, we, man, we can just begin to pray, I, I rebuke the spirit of despair, and I rebuke the spirit of depression. I rebuke the spirit of oppression. Get out of my house. Get out of my family. I rebuke the, the demon of divorce. You'll have no place in my home or in my marriage. I rebuke the spirit of rebellion out of my teenagers. Come on, parents. Amen. And out of my wife. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Them's jokes. Listen, we can pray like that. It's great to call our kids to the front and stretch our hands and pray over them, anoint new people for ministry. Man, we know how to pray. We know how, what it means to take authority in a situation. 
as Christians. We, I've seen you move in those moments. I've prayed with some of you, and I was like, man, where did that prayer come from? You've been hiding that deep down somewhere. You, you ever just been frustrated spiritually and just like, God, I don't even know what, but in the name of Jesus, and it just starts coming out, and, and you just start praying in a way that you've never prayed before. How many will raise their hands and say, Pastor Matt, I've been there and done that. Let me see your hands all across this place. Sure. That's good. Those are, th- that is the authority that we need to have as believers. But for so many of us in here today, our mental state of mind and our perception of ourselves and the perception about this situation, we can take authority over every demon, but we can't take authority over our own mind. I believe that prayer, not the bless this food and us for no more kind of prayer, but I mean a prayer. And when you begin to pray and have intimate times of prayer with the Lord, just like our, we're in our 40-day challenge and everyone right now, we're challenged to read God's word for the next 40 days in, in a level that you've never before, whatever that means for you. Praying is no different. And I don't mean just praying when, when you've made a mess of everything and say, God, I've torn everything apart. Can you come back and put it back together, please? That's fine. You can pray that too. But I mean, sometimes it's just when you're in your car and you're commuting to work, or maybe you're on your way to the grocery store, and, and, and you could, your kids could even be in the car. doesn't mean you have to pray out loud. You just be praying under your breath, because I know half of us talk under our breath anyways. Every, every married couple in here knows exactly what I'm talking about. You better walk away. You know what, I'm uh, what was that? Nothing. Just said the Lord bless you and keep you, calls you to prosper. <laughs> but just pray, God. I need you in my life today. I need you in my mind. God, I believe that you're real. I love you. I feel like I'm doing the things that you called me to do, but I'm struggling mentally. I'm a struggling emotionally. I know you're real. I know your power is real. But God, I need you to come into this part of my life, invade my heart, invade my mind. Do you see what I'm saying, church? See, I've prayed those prayers too. I know what it's like to preach God's word. God's word. I know what it's like to stand here in front of X amount of people and tell you what the truth is. But as a pastor, I've got to go live it too. And if I'm transparent with you, and that's the kind of guy I am, very authentic and transparent, there have been times that I've walked off the stage and I've gotten in my truck and said, God, I'm struggling with the very thing that I just preached. Help me. Come on, somebody. I know you don't like your pastor to talk that way, but that's just the truth. And so you might be here today and you can pray every demon in hell up under a table, but you can't get this right. Prayer. What is prayer? P is, it's the process. Write that down, process. See, prayer is a process. Somebody say out loud, prayer is a process. It's just a process. Just like worship is a process, there's a reason our service has the flow that it has. We have worship to condition our hearts, to prepare our hearts for this moment right here. For many of us, we've had such a rough week that we need that time of worship to reflect, to engage God, allow the Holy Spirit to engage us, so that when the word is brought to you right now in this moment, your heart has, the soil of your heart has been tilled, it's been turned over, so that when I cast the seed today, it's not falling on rocks so that the birds can come and take it away, right? It's falling into good fertile soil because your worship has prepared you for the word. Are you with me today, church? Prayer is a process. Look at your neighbor and say, prayer is a process. It just is. I didn't make the rules. I'm just following them. Prayer is a process. Jesus told his disciples in the Lord's Prayer, the disciples' prayer, he says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth that is in heaven. If you know it, say it out loud with me. 
right? As it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those are our debtors, right? And, <laughs> and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the glory and forever. Amen. See, prayer is a process. It's a process that we pray. It, it means sometimes that there, there's going to be moments when, when you pray and you would say it this way. Man, it just doesn't feel like my prayers ever go above the ceiling of my house or of the church. Has anyone ever prayed that way? You felt that in a time of prayer before? It's like, man, God, are you hearing me? I bet every hand in here, if you're honest, would go up. Just so you know, we're going to have an altar call later for all of those that. We've all been in that moment. God, are you, are you, are you there? Are you hearing me? You know, I, I know that you are. I know that you hear me. But, but I mean, are you really hearing me? Are, are you listening to me, God? Because right now it feels like you're not engaging me back. Man, we talked about seasons. Prayer is a process. We've got to allow the process of prayer to work in our lives. Here's what that means, church. We cannot show up on a Sunday or, or get motivated today and go home tonight and be all charged up. Man, I'm going to read God's word. And I'm going to pray like I've never prayed before. And you, 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 know, you do those evangelistic type prayers. See, at Bible college... Um, most of my professors, I had very few that were, that were in their late 30s, early 40s. Most of them were, were in their uh, late 50s and 60s. And, and a lot of my professors at Bible college were, um, they, they were, had been former pastors or missionaries at one point in their lives. So, you know, as they're teaching about New Testament, Old Testament theology and da 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 you know, they just, that it's just, let me just say this, as a preacher, sometimes that preacher voice gets in your DNA somewhere. And you know how to use it at specific times and specific ways. And, uh, and I still have great friends at, at, at the university there, but I can remember being a student, and uh, my sister-in-law went there. Some, so we had some other people in the church go there, and they would have what's called spiritual saturation week. They still do it. And basically, it was an opportunity for every student there to get themselves right spiritually before the semester. And it's amazing because you know, however many students were there, uh, when we went there, it was fairly small. So 1,200, 1,500 students, all of them would be at the altar crying, oh, Lord, change my life. God, oh, God, do something. Call me to be a missionary, you know. And then somewhere down the road, you know, later in that year, those prayers aren't prayed as much. But I can remember our former president of the school, uh, Delmer Gwines was his name. Well, that's a name, Delmer. And, um, and, and, uh, and when he would pray, and uh, when he would pray, he would, he would always do this. <clears throat> My kids, Roxy, will get a kick out of this. He would say, oh, God. Oh, God. Now, it's okay to laugh because I'm not making fun of him. But I, I remember my eyes could be closed, and when he got up to Mike to pray, I knew exactly who it was. My granddaddy, my mom's dad, uh, who's in heaven now, when he would pray, he would kind of jerk a little sometimes. And I guess the Holy Spirit would come on him, and he'd be praying. He'd put his hand on He would jerk a little. And when he did, if he had his hand on you, your head would jerk along with him. And, and uh, so then I, I've been around people who think that God is deaf. And that if you don't pray loud and long, God's not going to hear you. And so it'd be, oh, God, touch these students, oh, God. And, and then I've been around some people that here's what I'm trying to tell you church prayer is a process number one if you're not praying start 
praying. Start praying. Just begin. Start somewhere. You can't get the finish line until you start. So start praying. All right? And, and I don't, I don't, I'm not talking about these casual prayers. I mean real prayers. I believe that short prayers work when you're close to the throne. That I don't need to pray for an hour for God to hear me. That if I haven't prayed at least an hour. See, we get confused with that because we see Jesus right before, by the way, he's about to die. Now, if you're about to go be crucified for the sins of the entire world, I bet you pray an hour too. I bet you're begging for more than an hour. So when we see Jesus say, can you not tarry an hour? I think we get locked into that as believers and say, man, if I haven't prayed for an hour, then man, have I really made a difference? Have I really prayed? Absolutely not. I've prayed in hotel, in hotel rooms and in hospital rooms. When I haven't had much time to prepare or know what's going on or an emergency situation and you're called and say, God, I don't even know what I'm walking into. I've been asked to, to, to meet with couples before and married couples say, we just, we want to talk with you. And I'm going to the situation blind. I'm saying, man, are they at the end of their rope? Are they about ready to kill each other and me? I mean, what's going on? So sometimes you say, God, you, you know exactly what I'm walking into. You know what's about to happen. I ask you to have full control over this situation. I believe that I'm in line with your word and that whatever happens is going to be according to your will and will be for my benefit and for my good in Jesus name. Amen. Hey, with me today, church. So just start to pray. Prayer is a process. And when you start praying, when you start getting in that mode of process, you're going to see God moving you out of one season to another. And you're going to look back on when it was winter in your life. And you say, God, I thank you even for the winter times because you gave me grace to be led in that season, right? Every season, God gives you amount of grace to function in that season. That's why some of you right now, you're as tough as nails, you're as tough as a, as, a, as a leather on the bottom of a shoe. You've been trampled on. You, the devil's hit you with his best blows, yet you're here week after week. You're still here because God has given you grace for that season. Amen? Give the Lord a praise. Sure. And so you start praying in that process. Listen, you don't rush the process. My kids, I don't want them to grow up, but I just know it's part of the process, Right? You know, I wish I could put them in my pocket and keep them little, but I can't. It's just part of the process. I don't like it any more than probably any other parents here. I look at old pictures and, and look at Harrison and Roxy. We were looking at some this weekend, and we were laughing about what things he used to do as a little boy. And I was like, oh, man, what I would give, you know. And so we thank God for all the little babies in the church because we can love all over them. And when they're dirty diapers, we can give them back, you know. And, uh, <laughs> but also, there's a pro right? Growth is a process. And so we can't just show up to church and say, oh, I want to mature overnight and go do great things for God. There's a process. God, I need to move from point A to point B. Well, guess what? There's a process. Somebody say, there is. There is a process. I got to move on. R is for recognize. You best recognize. B, you better recognize. You, you got to recognize his deity and his sovereignty. Recognize that God, his deity and his sovereignty. What does sovereign mean? Sovereign means that God will do what he wants when he wants. He's a sovereign God. He decided when he decided to create the heavens and the earth. He's a sovereign God. He decided it will, when Jesus comes back, it will be because God the Father says, now is the time. It won't be angels in heaven. It won't be the prayers of the saints that pushes or persuades God. It will because he says, now it's time. See, this is, why, this is why you walk faithfully in the process because we trust God in these moments that he's better and wiser and smarter than we are. So we recognize today that, God, that you are greater than I am. 
that you are that you are my deity, that you are my God, that you're my king, and that you're a sovereign God. And that no man, not popular opinion, not the stock market, not a president, not a king or a prince of the earth can move you or persuade you. You are God all by yourself. Amen. Amen. He existed before the devil. He'll be here after the devil. Amen. He existed before. He is God. He is contained. He was God before there was anyone to tell him he was God. He is God. He's a sovereign God. So we we obey the process. We're obedient in the process. And we recognize his deity and his sovereignty. The A is we take action. We take action. Now listen to me. Here's some couples therapy, one-on-one, marriage, one-on-one. Seriously. If you're here today... And your marriage is struggling. You're having some difficult times. Here's what you don't do. You don't come to the front and have me pray over you or you pray. I get some people praying over you. And you're just praying. I say, God, I want you to bless my marriage. Touch it. Resurrect it. Do all the things that you need to do. We're going to pray those prayers. Hear my heart. We're going to pray those prayers. What we, what we don't do is we just pray and we leave it there. See, there's got to be action with our prayers. Come on, somebody say Action. Lights, camera, action. There's got to be the direction. The director, when he's making a movie, doesn't say, lights, camera, where's the action? There's got to be action. You can have the lights. You can have the, you can have the band. You can have the preacher and have an amazing experience. But where is the action? James says that we're to be doers of the word. Amen? I just hear his only. So when you're praying and God tells you to do something, go do it. If he tells you to bless your neighbor with 50 bucks or to mow your neighbor's lawn, don't just sit there and pray. Oh, God, thank you for speaking that to me, but you know, I'm going to pray about that some more. I don't know. Did you say that? My good ear, God. But maybe you're going to pray today. Maybe says, you know what? You need to start volunteering in kids' ministry. And you're going to be like, oh, man, I knew it. He was going to ask me to do that. (laughs) Or whatever it is. But you're going to take action. You're going to say, God, with your help, because if you have appointed me, then you have anointed me. Let me say that again. Those he appoints, he anoints. So that's why you can take action of faith. So for some of you in here, you've been sitting up in there in that chair with gifts for years. God has placed an anointing on your life to, to pray for people like I could never pray or be a helper or be a need meter somehow. And you've just been sitting there with that gift this whole time. Today is your Sunday to take action. And last of all, we must yield to his will must yield to God. Isaiah 59, 11 tells us that, that his ways are higher than, than our ways, that, that his, his, his grace for our season is better than our grace. That, that Let me say it this way. Who can go to God today and say, God, did you know? You know, who, who in here today can approach God and say, God, were you aware of this? But I believe that God is in tune with your life. He's hearing every prayer that you're praying and, and it, it, the scripture even goes so far as to say that he stores our prayers up, that he receives our prayers. Jesus told his disciples in the book of Acts chapter 1, as he's standing on the Mount of Transfiguration getting to go to heaven, listen, to, here's some theology for you. As Jesus is going to heaven, he looks at his disciples and he tells them as he's, as he's sending them out, he's saying, listen, I'm going to be your advocate to the Father. I'm going to go to the Father on your behalf. So when that you pray, you have an advocate to the Father. And he says, uh, he says, where I go, I prepare a place for you now. 
And if it weren't so, I wouldn't tell you. So I'm telling you, when you pray, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father saying, he's been washed by the blood. She's been washed by the blood. He has been washed by the blood. She's been covered by the blood. Come on, somebody. They've been covered by the blood of the Lamb. We have an advocate to the Father, and we yield to God. See, this is part of action today. As we close, we say, God, I'm yielding to your will and to your way. As your ways are higher than mine, God, as your thoughts are above mine, so I yield to you today, God. I yield to you. I yield to your will. What is it, God, that you're calling me to do? What is it that you're wanting to do in my life? Let's go over it again one more time. P is for process, right? The process. Or we've got to recognize his sovereign, he's a sovereign God. We've got to take action, and we've got to yield to God's will today. Would you stand your feet all across this place? I'm going to ask our prayer partners today, would you just join me quickly? I know we've gone a little over than what we've intended to do, but I believe everything that has been done today has been done with great purpose and with excellence, and I pray that you appreciate that. So wherever you are, just all eyes on me just for a moment. We're just going to close in prayer. Pastor Kendall's going to lead us in this song. Please don't want getting up or moving around. We'll have a formal dismissal in just a few moments. We're going to take one more moment just to worship God. And, and I'm going to ask you during this moment of worship that you would, in fact, engage the Lord. Allow him to engage you. I believe that if God hasn't spoken to you already, he, he's wanting to right now. So Pastor Kendall's going to lead, lead us in this song. As we do, just worship the Lord. We're going to have a time of prayer, and we'll seek God.